You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleaver, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleaver.com. One thing that was made known to me very quickly after having kids is I always thought you had to be super delicate with babies. Uh, but I found out very quickly that you can be a little bit more firm with babies than you thought you had to be. You, you, you're delicate, you hold them, and then it comes time to change the diaper, right? And what do they do? They flail all over the place, right? You feel like you got a wrestling move and hold each one of their hands down, right? In order, other than that, you, you're not going to be able to do it. So one thing I learned pretty quickly is that you had to be gentle, but firm gentle but firm otherwise you would never be able to hold the wiggly worm down long enough to change their diaper especially if they have a poopy diaper because when they're first born those of you that that have never had babies uh when they first poop it's really sticky and then you just gotta you gotta get it off and you're like you're trying to be sweet oh and then you're like this thing's not coming off get off the feel like you get a good pressure hose and swash it off right Those laughing have actually thought about doing that before, right? <laughs> Sing them in a bathtub. Well, that helps. Yeah, but then you, yeah. I won't go there. Anyway, um, but today we're talking about gentleness. Now, I think oftentimes we as Christians, we think gentleness is just us frolicking through the daisies, being ever so gently not to mess up one of the, ba- one of the daisies. But what I'm saying to you today is gentleness as a Christian is actually being firm. The Bible talks about gentleness and there's several different verses and God talks about being gentle, having a gentle spirit, having, but shortly after gentleness generally comes firmness. So God wants us to be gentle, but firm. So I looked up the definition Uh, in the study Bible and gentleness refers to the quality shown by a mild friendliness or forbearance, especially to an enemy, excuse me, when harshness would be an expected behavior. And so later it goes on and says, like its synonym, epikia, the Greek word interpreted gentleness has more to do with one who follows the proper way of life. And so gentleness is more about following a proper way of life than actually being gentle. So we're going to unpack that today. If you have your Bibles, grab them. Go to Colossians 3, 12 through 13. If you'd like to follow along in the black Bible there in the chair in front of you, you can follow along. It's on page 925. Colossians is one of those short books. So if you're flipping, you'll go by it real quick. Um, but if you'd like to follow along, it's on page 925 and I'm going to read it to you real quick and, uh, I won't hang out here long, but I'll get back here on the third point, but Colossians 3, 12 put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Guys, this is the way we, that God has called us to live our life, 
forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. You know, we often think, oh, well, so-and-so doesn't, they they haven't earned my forgiveness or they haven't earned me being nice to them. Let's be clear. When did we ever earn any of God's forgiveness? We never did. In fact, it is the free gift. And that's what this Christmas season is all about. Kids, did you know that's why you open gifts? Because it's to symbolize that Christ is our free gift. But you have to open it. If you don't open it, then you can't accept the gift. Which, it cracks me up. Sometimes kids, they can't open a present fast enough. But you watch an adult open a present, and how does an adult do? They open it very slowly, saving all of the wrapping paper so that they could possibly might use it again because they're cheap for next year, right? Any of those people in this room? <laughs> right, okay. How does that work? Because do you get the same present, size presents every year? Or? And it just... Save the boxes, okay. <laughs> On this episode of Hoarders, right? <laughs> Woo, right? <laughs> so, we've been preaching through the fruits of the Spirit. First, it was love, then it was joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and gentleness. We'll get to it. Calm down, all right? I promise. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It depends on what translation you read, whether they're in or out of order. And so, today, what I want to talk to us about is what does it mean to be gentle? Because, trust me, I did a lot of research on gentleness. Gentleness is not one of my characteristics, right, babe? Am I very gentle? Huh? Definitely not. I'm not, I'm not necessarily a gentle person. Uh, but I found out in my research, I'm a little bit more gentle than I thought because we think that gentleness means, oh, like my mom. Okay. You ever, if you ever talk to my mom, you think my mom is gentle until you make her angry. And then you find out what gentleness is all about. All right. So point number one today, gentleness is a strong hand with a soft touch. Gentleness is a strong hand with a soft touch. I love this verse, Proverbs 25, 15. This is one of those subtle punch you in the gut verses. It says, with patience, a ruler may be persuaded and a soft tongue will break a bone. Wow. A soft tongue will, not can, will break a bone. Now, this proverb is talking about dealing with authority. Anybody in their life ever have trouble dealing with authority that doesn't always listen to you in your life? All right? Can I get an amen, right? Okay. But listen to this. Listen to this. In the commentary, it goes on to say, the bones are the most rigid body part inside of a person. And fracturing the bones here refers to breaking down the deepest, most hardened resistance to an idea a person may possess. What this verse is saying to you is if you come with a soft touch, speaking the truth, it can break the deepest, most resistant 
part of someone's heart. We often think that the way to get our boss to listen to us is just to walk in and say, listen, I hate this company. But what this would actually say is to be tactile, to think about what you're actually going to say to this person. Now, this verse should actually give us hope. Does anybody, is anybody sweating seeing that family member over Christmas break that you have to see? Because Thanksgiving, you could avoid them, but you got to spend at least Christmas with every member of the family, right? But what the Bible is saying to you is a soft word, a soft touch can break the deepest strongholds in someone's life. And we think of gentleness as just softly touching, oh. But what this is saying is gentleness can break a bone. And so a difficult word spoken in love can break the strongholds in people's lives. If you don't believe it, look at God's word. God's word can take down and cut out the deepest issues in our lives just with a simple turn of phrase. So that takes me to point number two. A gentle person speaks truth in a way others can, under, can receive. A gentle person speaks truth in a way that others can receive. Proverbs 15.1. Is it funny that we're going mostly Proverbs today with a little bit of Colossians? If you need some wisdom, go to Proverbs. Proverbs 51, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a soft, a harsh word, a harsh word stirs up anger. You know, my wife and I, we, we talk about this a lot. You know, we talk about, you know, we have four kids. And so we're not always mindful of what we say and how we say it to one another, okay? Is there a difference between I love you and I love you? Is there a difference? Actually, I would argue there is no difference. You're saying the same words, right? But no, there is a difference because a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. You know, I talk to a lot of couples about this and, and, you know, one of the, one of the biggest issues in marriage is miscommunication. In fact, I would say it's one of the largest because we're saying one thing one way to our spouse, but our spouse can takes it completely different, right? So ladies, let me help you. Okay. If your husband keeps leaving his underwear in the middle of the floor, okay. If this is a perpetual problem or he does anything like that, let me tell you how to come at him. This is not the way to come at him. Why do you disrespect this house that I worked so hard to take care of? I worked day and night on this house and you disrespect it right here. Would that be a harsh word or would that be a soft answer? Okay. Uh, hey. Let me get, hey, let me help you, okay? Let me help you break some bones, okay? Let me help you break some bones. You ready to break some bones? All right. Ladies, the way to sell your guy is this, is go, hey, 
I love you. When you leave your underwear on the floor, it makes, you, it makes me feel like what I do around the house is of no value to you. Could you help me by picking up your underwear that stinks so bad in the middle of the floor? Because, because I want this house to look good for our family. Now, you're saying the exact same thing, but I guarantee you, you will get different responses both ways. Now, my wife, I love her. She, she, is, she is perpetually late. I am a on-time person, but she's late. So what I do is I say to her, babe, I'd really like to be on time. Could we be on time today? Can, can I help you in any, what I say to her is, can I help you in any way be on time? If I come to her as her husband and go, we're late all the time. Every, every time we go anywhere, we're always late, right? How, how, how well do you think that's going to go? Now, I can't say whether or not I've ever said that before, right? I've never said it before, right? Babe? Never, right? But if I want to be on time, what I say to is, hey, babe, how can I help with the kids? Hey, what do I need to pack up with the kids? Can I put the kids in the car? I always ask her, I go, hey, how far are you out? How far are you out? Because when she's five minutes out, that means she's 10 minutes out. And it's time for me to, to load the kids in the car, Okay. And, and we help each other and we work. And so what I'm saying to you guys is a difficult word with a soft touch can mend broken hearts. A difficult word with a soft touch can mend broken hearts. Guys, one of the greatest books on this subject, it's actually not a Christian book at all. It's called Crucial Conversations. It teaches you how to talk to someone in the right way. Now, many of you type A people you're sitting there going, why should I have to tell people a nice way? Well, let me tell it to you this way. Do you want them to listen to you or do you want them to not listen to you? Because take it from a type A driving person. I've learned how to talk to people in the right way. And if I talk to them in the right way, they will, they will receive what I have to say in a much better way than I ever could have understood. Now, I used to think of that as I was trying to manipulate them. Then when I was doing the research for this, I'm like, oh, the Bible's actually telling me, say to them in the way that they need to hear it because a, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So what the Bible's actually saying is I, because of my poor way of putting it to them, could actually cause them to sin. And do I ever want to cause someone to sin? Because if someone is angry in the wrong way, that causes them to sin, right? And so may I never be a stumbling block to someone. Now, those of you that have been around me a, a long time, you've probably known me since I was pastor at 28 years old. I've had to learn that sometimes kicking in the door and saying, let's go. What, what are we doing? What are we waiting on? Come on. That doesn't always work. I've learned to ask questions. One of the easiest things to go from, instead of walking in and going, what are we doing here? What, 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 why are we, what, why are we doing this? This is, this is dumb. Instead of doing that, I ask people and go, okay, so tell me, tell me how you got to that. Why, why did you do it this way? And if I learn to understand their thought process, I understand why they got there. And oftentimes I understand that I didn't communicate to them well enough and they didn't understand what I wanted them to do from the first place. And I realized, oh, I didn't actually communicate effectively from the get-go. 
So sometimes walking in and just asking questions and trying to get to the bottom of it works a whole lot better than kicking in a door going, you're all stupid, get out of here. Now I know we want to do that, okay? But that's not going to help anything. So that takes me to point number three. True followers of Christ are distinguished by love. I wanted to end with this point because you say to me, Pastor, why should I, why? These people are dumb. Why can't I just talk to them the way they are? They're dumb, right? Right, right? You're saying that. I hope you are. Because I want you to understand true followers of Christ are distinguished by love. Go back to Colossians. I'm gonna read it to you again. Verse 12 through 13, it says, Put on then, as God's chosen one, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, which is also translated as gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against one another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Guys, Paul is using clothing here as an imagery to urge the community of God's people in Christ to cultivate virtues that will foster the community in practice. God talks a lot about community. Why? Because if you spend enough time around people, they're going to drive you crazy, right? You find this out over Thanksgiving break. You love your kids. First day, you're like, praise Jesus, they're home. I get to spend time with them. The second day, you're like, I hate these kids. Why do they live in this house? Because God understands that community with one another is hard. If you don't believe me, then look at how many different denominations, look at how different churches we have. Getting along with none another is so difficult, but God knew that if we were going to advance his kingdom and his church, he had to talk a lot about bearing with one another in community. Why? Because community can change the world. People are looking for connection. People are longing to be connected with other Christ followers, but we have to get along. Nobody wants to come into a dysfunctional family. Nobody wants to come in and go, ooh, all these people hate each other, but they're being really nice to me. How long till they hate me too? And so guys, what I'm saying is God has called us to be different. The world is full of hate. If you don't believe me, turn on the news. If you don't believe me, turn on social media, turn on whatever, whatever, wherever, and you're gonna find hate. But God has called us to be different. You know, many people ask me, they're like, Pastor, how come you don't speak out against this issue? How come you don't talk about politics? How come you don't talk about people uh, that are running for office? And I tell them simply this, the way I live my life should preach enough. And that should be the way that we live. The way that we live our lives should speak all the words that this world needs to hear. And if we don't, then we need to fix the way we live. And, and my quotable moment for today, I think, if we walk like the world, talk like the world, and act like the world, are we saved? If we talk like, if we walk like the world, 
talk like the world and act like the world, are we really saved? Because God says, show me your fruit. The reason we did this Fruit of the Spirit series is this fruit we're looking for. If you're looking for something that distinguishes a Christ follower from somebody else, this is the fruit to look for. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, whatever. All of that. And what God is implying is that every one of these pieces should be active somewhere in your life. And guys, I would say in the current climate that we live in, gentleness is the hardest one. Because we want to rebuttal their hate with more hatred. But guys, I'm here to tell you, hatred never changed anyone's mind. Jesus went toe-to-toe with the Pharisees, the, the God of this universe, the God that came to this earth as a man. That's what this season is all about. Jesus came to this earth as a human so that you could be saved. He came to this earth and went toe-to-toe with the religious guys, and he couldn't change their mind. So what makes you think you can? We are called to love. We are called to be different We're not called to spew the hatred that all of this world has to offer. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean in you and your life today? And I apologize, my voice is struggling today. It's cold and flu season. (laughs) Number one, do you need to learn to be gentle but firm? We're good with firm. Some of us are just good with gentle, but gentle but firm is hard. Some of you face a challenge head on. Some of you are what we call passive aggressive. What's wrong? Nothing. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Right? You're not fine. Can you just talk to me? That'd be awesome. Okay? I'm a, I'm a person that like, oh, okay, you, I hurt your feelings. Okay, cool. I'm sorry. Can we move on? But the passive aggressive people are like, there's nothing wrong. Leave me alone. And so that's being gentle, okay? Because you don't want to confront the problem, but God calls us to be gentle but firm. I want you guys to understand that nowhere in the Bible does it say, okay, I know that you have a problem. You should just let it sit and, and think about it. What does it say? It says you need to confront the problem gently but with firm, with a firm touch. A, a soft touch, remember, breaks bones. When I was reading that this week, I was like, man, this guy was like the wisest man ever. Get it? Okay. (laughs) It's a wise guy, right? Solomon. Some of you will get that at home. Number two, do you need to walk better in building community? Do you need to walk better in building community? Guys, one thing that is a constant for me as pastor is, is helping to maintain harmony in this community. You know, there's times that things go on that, that upset people. There's times that things go on that, that cause the boat to rock a little bit. But let me just tell you this. My number one job as pastor should not be solving problems. My number one job as pastor is to provide vision and leadership to this church. That's my number one job. And so if I'm, if I'm wasting my time on issues, 
then I'm distracted from leading and pushing the vision forward of this church. Now, that's not to say if you don't have an issue and you're seeking some wisdom, I'd love to talk to you. But I'm going to give you wisdom and then expect you to go fix your own problem. I'm not going to fix it for you. Just like we don't fix our kids. We don't, our kids don't learn if we fix all their problems for you. You know, I love my son to death. He's having trouble tying his shoes. Is he ever going to learn how to tie his shoes if I tie his shoes for him? No, he's not ever going to learn. And so the only way you're going to be able to live in community is if you actually do it with each other. Now, I love being a sounding board. I love giving wisdom. I love saying, hey, have you thought about it this way? But don't come to my office expecting me to solve a problem for you because God is saying, you need to fix it. And if you don't know how to fix it, you need to learn to walk gentle, but be firm. And it's not always easy. I'm with you. People drive me crazy all the time. All right? You know, I'm, I'm one of those guys that let's just, let's just go. Let's just go. What, what are we waiting on? You know? In fact, people, people that speak into my life say, you've got to calm down and go, hey, woohoo, we're doing awesome things. Yay! That's really hard for me to do. Okay? I'm just like, great. It's awesome. We've got a food pantry out there. Woohoo! Let's keep going. All right? What are we talking about? But we've got to celebrate these things. We've got to be excited. And... Walking in community means forbearing and being loving to one another. My last point, as the worship team comes back. Are you different? Are you different? If Jesus walked onto your Facebook page, would you be excited in the way that you've handled it? If Jesus walked with you day by day at work, at Walmart, on Black Friday at my daughter's Christmas recital yesterday. Dear Jesus. Dance moms. Woo, man. I got to practice this message yesterday. <laughs> they put us all in an auditorium such as this and everybody got there early to save seats and they were like, all right, everybody, get out. You can't save seats anymore. <laughs> it was crazy. Anyway, Needless to say, somebody yelled at my grandmother that walks with a cane. But, you know, no big deal. <laughs> and I told, I said, Grandma, you should have hit her with your cane. <laughs> but she's gentle, right? She, she's a good Christian. She didn't do that, right? But guys, we are called to be different. What is different about you? The reason I, we called this series Ripe is because as a Christ follower, we are called to not just bear fruit, but for it to ripen. Nobody loves fruit that's not ripe. You ever eaten a banana that's not completely ripe? It's bitter, it's nasty. It needs some time to sit there and mature a little bit, then it becomes sweet. So the reason we call this ripe is because we don't want you to just have these fruit, we want you to ripen. We want you to become more mature in what God has called you to be. He's not just called you to be gentle. He's called you to face problems with a soft hand and solve them. Because that's what a being a Christ follower is all about. Guys, it's not easy. And sometimes you have to sit back and just eat some humble pie. Sometimes you have to let a crazy lady that yells at your grandmother with a cane have the stupid seat that you wanted, you know? 
Sometimes you have to do that because you don't want to end up on the news, right? Local pastor beats a woman at a, at a recital <laughs> with his grandmother's cane. <laughs> but at the end of the day, these things that we're so worried about, are they really going to matter? You know, anytime I face a problem, I look back and go, five years from now, is this problem going to be that big of a deal? And sometimes the answer to that is yes, but most of the time it's no. You know, I look back at, at things in my life that I thought were so devastating at the time. It was just God shaping me for the next thing. And so my challenge for you today as the worship team sings, sings one more song, how is God calling you to be different? Did this gentleness hit you right in the gut? Because guys, I'm telling you, this, this message was hard this week. I rewrote this message four times this week. And I've got four other great messages on gentleness that will never see the light of day. Uh, even Teresa hated them. And I, I'm like, Teresa, come on. She's like, Teresa never tells me anything's bad. And then I brought it to her and she was like, I mean, it's okay. I was like, whoa. I mean speak truth with love all right come on <laughs> and I think God was using this message not only to make this come alive in my heart but to help me understand how to communicate it to you guys because this is probably of the fruits of the spirit I'd say this is probably maybe this week and next week self-control is next week this and self-control are the hardest in our society right now we love our stuff and we love to yell at each other, right? We love debates. But as Christ followers, we're called to be different. So here's my question for you today. Are you showing fruit? And are those fruit becoming ripe? Because if the answer is no, I want you to ask God today before you leave this place, God, how can I do better? Because we are called to be different. And as Christ followers, we define by what? We're defined by our love. So let's pray. Jesus, we just come before you. As we hear this message on gentleness, Lord, help us to be challenged. Lord, I know that I was challenged this week. This was not an easy one. Sometimes you make me work for these messages so that I can learn more. So Lord, I pray today, Lord, that, that people would be inspired people will be inspired to come alive in gentleness it's not a fun one it's not always easy but lord i pray that we would be challenged to be a little better for you today and lord i pray as we go into this this time of reflection lord i pray as we sing this next song lord i pray that you would help us to communicate with you and find out what you're asking us to change today Lord, it's in jesus name we pray